Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, Paris lover, devoted boy mom, and typical Capricorn who is an Enneagram 8 and overachiever. After launching my business during COVID, it grew faster than I anticipated and quickly turned into all the things I hated about toxic corporate overwork culture. Now I'm restructuring it to prioritize the lifestyle I desire and break free from overworking without compromising my income. Join me every Wednesday as I give you the inside scoop on how to balance business, work, motherhood, self-care and mental health. I'll share my raw thoughts on entrepreneurship, the reality behind the scenes of building a successful online business, and how business women in pop culture imitate real life. And as your marketing coach, I'll also be sharing my experiences with contractors and clients, having a team, as well as personal and business branding, practical business and marketing advice, strategies, and tips. Let's get into it. Most of you will get to a stage in your business journey where you no longer want to serve that beginner, early stage person for whatever it is that you do. There comes a time where you don't want to answer the same beginner questions, elementary questions. You no longer want to try to convince people that they have a problem or they need the solution that you have to offer. And I feel like anyone who's kind of grown up with me as an entrepreneur, we all got to that stage around about last year. Um, I feel like that kind of happens when you get about to year two, three, you start to realize you don't want to do some of the things that you were desperate to do when you first started. So this episode is talking about how it's okay to no longer want to work with those early stage entrepreneurs for my B2B people and how you can make sure that you no longer have to work on attracting them. So first of all, Let's talk about how we got to this point, because at the beginning of our business, we did work with those early stage people, right? Your confidence was really low at the early stages of your own business. Um, You were working on figuring out confidence with pricing, confidence with yourself as a business owner, confidence that you can get people results, confidence in your offers, confidence in your marketing and your brand and showing up. And so at that stage, you were trying to get anyone who would pay. And because you were charging so low, you were really getting those early stage people. Another thing that kind of zaps your confidence is when you first start your business, you really just feel like a beginner. Even if you came from corporate, which most of you did, even if you came from a corporate environment where you had years and years of experience, somehow it's as if starting a business makes you feel like you're starting from scratch. None of the accolades or the experience or the results that you've gotten in those corporate environments matter anymore. It's odd, but it happens to so many people. And I would say I even felt that way when I first started my business, even though I had been working in marketing at that point since 2006, I started my business in 2020. So 14 years. (laughs) A lot of the times as well is because you're early stage in your own business, you don't really have a brand, you don't have trust, and you don't really have a presence, and people don't know you on in the online space. And so because you're fighting against a brand reputation that you really don't have, you're willing to work with anyone who will give you a chance, which is usually going to be someone who's also at an early stage. But then there's a shift that happens, right? You stop enjoying those people. <laughs> And I see that shift happening when you, first of all, you have a bunch of proven results for clients that you've worked with. You're like, okay, you have that confidence boost because you're no longer feeling like I'm not sure if I can get these results. You're not like, I know that people
people get results when they work with me. You also start to get bored and even frustrated teaching some of those really early, like elementary school type questions for your industry. And the fact that you've been answering them for years and you answer them in your free content, you're trying to figure out why would I want to be answering that in my paid program when I have that information all over the internet, it's accessible to anyone. Another thing that I see when you start to shift from really not enjoying those people and probably no longer wanting to serve that level of a person or client is you start to work with those people who are more established, more clear, more certain. When you get a taste of working with them, you realize, oh, this is the type of client that I actually want to work with because I can do more advanced things with them. I can talk to them on a different level. I can really exercise my expertise. Whereas when you're working with the beginners, the early stage people, you don't really feel like, especially if you're a high achiever, you don't really feel like you're being challenged. I know for certain with myself, if I'm not challenged, I'm bored. And if I'm bored, I'm not going to do the thing. It, this was my MO in college, in high school. If the class was boring or easy, I did poorly. If it was, if it was hard and challenging and competitive, I'm going to ace it. <laughs> you know, I realized that I wanted to start working with a different level of client last year in 2022. I had been doing revolutionary brand at that point for almost two years. And I started getting people in the program who were uncertain of themselves, uncertain of their business and what they wanted to do. And I was like, that's not who I serve at all. You're not going to do well in my program if you have no idea what you want to do, if you have no idea who you are, if you're questioning your business, if you're questioning yourself, it's not the program for you. It really isn't. It's not the place for you to not be confident in the fact that you even at least know what you're doing. Yeah, you're not confident in your messaging or your marketing strategy for launching and you're not really, your systems aren't exactly where you want it to be. But you yourself know that you know what the hell you're talking about and you're confident that you are at least an expert in your area. When I started getting people who weren't certain, who were questioning themselves, who were getting rid of their businesses or changing their business completely in the middle of the program, I said, oh, I'm attracting the wrong people. I would get all these people in my DMs. Like I would get these DMs back in 2020 where people would be like, I, I, I know I need to work on my business and excuse after excuse. And I would get the same people in my DMs over multiple years. And I'm like, that's not who I'm trying to talk to. These people who promise themselves that they're going to do better, try harder, do something different, take a chance, make an investment. And two years later, you still haven't made that investment. You still haven't taken that chance. You still haven't changed. Those are not my people. And I really realized that last year. And I was like, I can no longer talk to those people. I can no longer attract those people because my personality and how I run my business is I specifically want people who care to implement, want to implement, and who will implement. I want people who take their businesses seriously, who have big visions and goals and missions behind their business, and they're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Those are my people. And when I realized that I wasn't always talking to those people is when I wanted to make the shift myself. Here's what it looks like when you're beyond the stage of working with those early stage people. When you don't want to spend all your time marketing all day for long periods of time because you don't understand why people 
still aren't getting it is because the people you're talking to need to go through that unaware stage and then consideration stage. They're not at the stage of being certain that they need to change and being even aware that they have a problem and what the hell that problem is. You know, when you want to start skipping that unaware stage and really only talk to people who are at least bare minimum problem aware, you've reached a new level and you're definitely beyond talking to early stage people because early stage people don't know what's wrong. They don't know that they have a problem. They haven't admitted that they have a problem. They're tussling with the problem. They don't want to talk about it. When your content isn't really educational anymore or you're tired of doing educational content, it's because you are beyond working with those early stage people. One of the last things that I feel like like you see when you're beyond looking at working with those people at the early stages, when you spot someone who asks some basic questions or early stage questions and you're immediately annoyed by it, you ever get like a comment on a post or a question in your group program and you're like, are, is this really the question? Like, are we still talking about this type of stuff? We should be beyond this. It's because you've reached that stage where you no longer want to serve that level of person. But here's the thing. I know you're thinking, well, why, I'm, why am I still even attracting those people? I changed my copy. My copy now says I serve six and seven figure entrepreneurs. But your messaging and your marketing really still speaks to those people making four and five figures. This episode is brought to you by Booked Out CEO. Are you a busy entrepreneur seeking a marketing message that captures the essence of your brand's impact and attracts aligned qualified leads? Or perhaps you're ready to launch your signature offer and need a well-rounded marketing strategy to make it a huge success. Introducing our exclusive VIP days, your secret to elevating your brand's messaging, creating high converting offers, and mastering strategic launches. With our signature offer and sweet VIP day, you'll craft irresistible offers, define your brand's purpose, and develop a strategic offer suite or offer progression that propels your business forward. Elevate your brand messaging and connect with the right audience with our brand messaging VIP day. Update your sales page copy, attract media opportunities, and drive conversions with captivating messaging. And if you're ready for a stress-free launch, our launch VIP day provides you with a customized marketing strategy, high converting content, and email sequences. Everything you need to hit your sales goals before even picking up the phone. These opportunities are limited to three experiences per month, so book your VIP day now at bookedoutceo.com. Let's talk about it. So first, your lead magnets are for those people, those early stage people. If you still have that lead magnet for people to, you know, that they're confused about, like, they're talking about pain points and your, your lead magnet is only helping them with a pain point, that means you are talking to people who are at that very, very early stage. A lot of your lead magnets are really just DIY related or pain point related. And when you do those type of lead magnets, if you're a service provider doing a DIY related lead magnet where they're basically doing your job, you're defeating the purpose of giving them something to help them want to work with you. They're going to think I can do it myself. When your lead magnet is just talking about pain points, all you're doing is speaking to the people who are wallowing in those pain points and have no idea what their problem is. And yeah, maybe your lead magnet leads them to understanding they have a problem, but you just wasted a bunch of marketing and time by creating something that just helps them sit in pain points and in struggle. The next thing that's keeping you attracting those people, even though you changed your copy to say that's not who you serve, is you create a lot of content that's in that unaware stage, which is where a lot of those unsophisticated buyers are. 
that unaware stage content where you're like, are you frustrated by such and such? And here are three ways to stop doing this. It's like, okay, well, you're talking to people who are at that stage where they're still messing up and they have no idea what it's messing up and what problems it's causing. You can't keep doing this kind of content, this educational content, because the people who are ready to buy are thinking differently and have to think differently. So you need to do content that helps them do so. But when you stay in that mode of educational content, all you're doing is just teaching them a bunch of stuff when really you should be getting them closer to buying from you. And lastly, when your copy is really in that classic unaware stage of, again, at the top of your page, are you struggling with, do you feel like you're really just speaking to that beginner stage person? So I want to leave this episode by giving you three ways to attract the more experienced clients, the more sophisticated buyers that you're looking for. And the first place I'm going to start is shifting your messaging. Your messaging needs to say that you're a more advanced person because more advanced people attract more advanced people. You want to say in your messaging that you're that advanced person to work with who understands the types of problems that develop with more experience and over more having more time in the game. Because when your language says that you're capable of doing this, and when I say your messaging, I mean you should be using power words. No more I help statements. I help is diminishing the value that you actually bring and the impact that you actually make. And so let's go ahead and toss the I help statement and say something else. You consult, you empower, you transform. You got to stop using those basic words if you want to stop attracting basic clients. You have got to know your unique value proposition. And if the first thing you said to yourself when I said that right now is what is a unique value proposition, you are already behind. You have to know what makes you unique from the problems that you solve, the promise of your offers, the results that you get, your approach to solving those problems. You need to understand what makes you unique. And be clear on the value proposition of your offers. Again, if you're like, I still don't know what the hell unique value proposition is, then you probably definitely don't know what the value proposition is specifically to your offers. You need to be clear on who you serve and have a clear story of that person's situation and a direct correlation of how your offer solves their problem. And yes, this is still messaging. <laughs> And lastly, you need to align your messaging and your content pillars to the value that you bring to the table, the problems you solve, and the outcomes you help other people achieve. The second thing you need to do is shift your copy to incorporate the new messaging and speak to the people that you're trying to attract at the correct stage. Talk to a more problem-aware person who is looking for the solution that you offer. If you don't know the different stages of the buyer's journey, there's so many of them, but I want to stick with the first three. The first three is the awareness stage. The awareness stage is when that person is problem unaware and your job is to navigate them to being aware of their problem. You want to skip this stage if you're trying to talk to a more sophisticated buyer. And when I say skip this stage, I don't mean that you don't need to say and correlate the issues that they're having with the problem that they have, but you're not sitting in that situation. We're not sitting in that language. We're not sitting at that stage. 
we really need to move on to the consideration and decision stage. The consideration stage is when they already know they have a problem and now they're actively searching for solutions to solve it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they understand your particular solution, but they are open to hearing it because they know that if your language is correct, that you at least solve the problem that they have. So they're thinking this is one avenue I could take. This is one person I could possibly work with. And then the people who are in the decision stage already believe in the solution that they should go with. They're just narrowing down the person that they want to move on with and who they want to work with. And I want to talk about that in the next thing, which is your content strategy. The third thing you want to do to attract the people who are more sophisticated buyers and at the stage of at least being problem aware is shift your content strategy to speak to people who are at that consideration and decision stage who are beyond speaking and you're beyond speaking to people in that unaware stage. So someone in the unaware stage is only complaining about their pain points and they have no idea what their problem is. They don't know that they need better systems or they need help with their business or they need to fix their website. They don't know their brand sucks. Whatever it is that you do, they don't know that the end result of what you do is what their problem currently is. Someone in that consideration stage, though, knows they have a problem and what the problem is, and they're researching the possible solutions to solve it. So they, at this stage, though, they have trust issues with the validity of the solutions, the alignment of the solutions, and the person delivering the solution. So when you're thinking about your content strategy, this is where you start. You don't start at that stage of helping them see that all those pain points, those frustrations, I promise you, it's your systems. I promise you, it's your brands. Your brand isn't where it needs to be. They don't know that at that beginning stage, but the person in the consideration stage, they know that, and now they're trying to trust that this particular solution is definitely going to solve my problem. Even though you say it does, I need to really look into this type of solution and whether or not it would work for me. I need to see if this is in alignment with what I'm trying to accomplish. I need to see if I can trust this person that's saying that they can do this stuff. And lastly, when you're doing content for that person in the decision stage, you know, I told you the person in that decision stage knows the solution that they need to go with, but now they have questions about the process the outcome, the promise, the framework, the access, the ROI. And so that's the type of content that you want to leverage at that stage. If you're telling me, y'all, look, if you're telling me that you want to work with a more sophisticated buyer, but you haven't become a sophisticated CEO, you're really not going to attract those people because they can smell that a mile away. When you're doing basic content, I'm already not following you because I don't need to learn that stuff. I'm not trying to sit on the internet and learn all day from random people who's giving me mixed messages. I want to find the person who I feel like knows what they're talking about, says that they solved the problem that I solved, and I want to stalk their offers, stalk their process, stalk their personality, stalk their teaching style, stalk the value that they bring to the table, and I'm going to buy from them. But when you're messing around, playing around with this basic content, basic approach, basic lead magnets, you're going to keep attracting those basic people. It's okay to say you want to work with these six and seven figure people, but you better be talking to six and seven figure problems and you better be ready to speak to the seven, six and seven figure solution that you have. And don't mix that up with having to be making six and seven figures yourself. I'm saying you need to be able to solve six and seven figure problems.
and be able to have six and seven figure language to explain how you're solving these problems. When you get that done, you'll start to attract those people that you actually want to work with and you no longer have to worry about the beginners and don't feel bad. Some of you feel real bad. You got like the martyr syndrome. It is not harming the planet if you no longer serve those beginning people because there are some new entrepreneurs who are also experts who have just as much corporate experience and background and education as you who are just now starting their business. Let them serve those early stage people. You don't have to do it. Don't talk shit about those people and complain about those people and yet still talk to those people. You don't have to do that anymore. Let someone else do it. I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and leave a review to let me know the moments you enjoyed the most. For insights, tips, and conversations, connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. I'm always at Her Marketing Coach. Together, let's continue empowering ambitious and driven women in business. Talk to you next week.